Young and Indigenous podcast is an outlet for people to know about Indigenous knowledge, storytelling, and history. Through our youthful journeys as Indigenous people, through these stories, young people and elders share their experiences with us. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. I'm about to tell some red stories. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yay, podcast! everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Young and Indigenous. Um, my name is Roy Alexander, and today I'm joined by um, artist and rapper Lil Jim. Yep, what up? I'm Lil Jim from uh, Nooksack and Parlummy. So a <laughs> little bit of both. So yeah, what's up? What's up? So other than being my cousin, um, you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? And Yeah, um, you know, uh, I'm 30 years old, about to be 31 uh, next Monday. Um, but yeah, I've been doing music for about 16, 17 years at least. Hmm. Um, started when I was like 15. Uh, been doing it ever since. Been making beats, mixing vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of get the craft all perfect and all that. Just started performing again. So uh I saw that. I yeah, saw that. that's dope. So more, getting more performances booked, and so yeah, it's been it's been fun the last couple of years. So everything's oh, sorry. oh no it's no no good, my bad yeah. my bad I cut you off sorry <laughs> it's all good I was just gonna say yeah, everything's been going good so dope what what got you started uh well I got started um it's funny because I met uh Savage Fam in Lummy um when I was thirteen I think they had a uh some kind of youth um, conference over at the Walkman building. And, uh, that's when they had like the, um, the Nooksack Travel Youth Program. And, um, mm-hmm. they brought us out there and then they were doing like some freestyles and like they did a couple tracks. And then, uh, they did this one track called Ancestors. And, um, that one really kind of, I don't know, I just kept on thinking about that song. And then I kept in contact with them and, uh, asked if like it'd be cool if I hop on a song with them. And they're like, oh, yeah. So you can hop on the Ancestors one, and then um, they are paying for some studio time at Tacoma, and they allowed me and uh, my other cousin Curtis to go out and um, record our verses. And I mean, it was really rough, but like that was that's how we kind of got our start, like with with a uh, with a uh, hip hop anyway. Hmm. Is that like before Go Get It or like? <laughs> oh yeah, that was way before. Oh, like, mm-hmm. oh okay. Yeah, that was, Ancestors was my actual first song I ever wrote or recorded. Um. Yeah, professionally anyway, kind of mm. well, halfway professionally, but uh, other than that, like it was just like spitting freestyles like on a flip phone. Oh yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that was my actual first. My first start was with uh, HGS Savage Fam. Yeah. 
We got our Nooksack family coming up to finish it off with their remix, The Ancestors. It's nothing but love. Give it up to Sin Nick and them right now. Come give it out. So, like, some of your music has, like, that, like, classic, like, you know, West Coast oh, type yeah. vibe. So, mm -hmm. like, what artists have inspired you as you've curated and, like, developed your current sound? Uh, like, I always listened to Tupac back in high mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. Listened to a lot of Tupac. Um, also listened to a lot of Biggie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nate Dogg. A lot of G-Funk stuff. Uh, yeah, there, there was a lot of hip-hop I always listened to. 50 Cent, The Game. Um, then that's time went on like i am sue mm -hmm. uh kind of more bay area sound oh, um yeah. and then it just started getting to more like native hip-hop is just keep on getting bigger and bigger now so it's crazy meeting all these like native hip-hop artists and all mm -hmm. these different shows and that's what everyone says too they're always like oh yeah you got that uh that west coast sound <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah i guess so yeah <laughs> i mean i'm from the northwest so it's only right what do you think separates um native hip-hop from other forms of hip-hop uh, I think I think the message mainly mm. um, from what I noticed in a lot of uh, native hip hop, like they're talking about like land back. They're talking about uh, yeah. missing and murdered indigenous women. They're mm -hmm. talking about uh, the um, boarding schools, like a lot of stuff that people don't know about. And like they're yeah. trying to bring light to a lot of stuff that because mm -hmm. I think now like with uh, with the new the, with the show Reservation Dogs, I think mm -hmm. that kind of brought a lot of different issues yeah. into light. And yeah. then we're kind of capitalizing on that and then uh, kind of finally getting our message out to where people are listening yes. to it. Mm -hmm. we, we need that too. Yeah, honestly. yeah, we do. I think it's it's about time yeah. that, that we're you know finally in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Like a flower that's going through the concrete and it keeps on going from the word to speak. On the beats, only 16s and it coming so mean. Up scene, then it's not so clean. Stuck in your head like it don't mean it's not about Molly and it's not about Codeine. Oh, please, oh, please. That's on God if you really know me. Yeah, keep it real like a real OG, like a real MC from the 360, the 360. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Start from the bottom and we do it on our own. Cause we need something real that we can really feel. And like with that, how do you bridge music and culture and, you know, when you when you create? Yeah. Um, so that's like our like our main thing. With uh, HGS Savage Fan, we always say we walk that talk, and um, like we wouldn't be here today with without the teachings that we have. Whether you're from the Northwest, whether you're from California, East Coast, mm -hmm. um, like all all the ones I make music with, they they practice their culture, like in their ways, and then they show me like when I go to their reses, like I get to see how they get down with their ceremonies, and then. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, it's a lot of stuff around here. We can't really talk about it, but, uh, like, I give them, like, a sneak peek of what... Yeah. Of what, where we come from. And what and, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, like, um, like, a lot of the music now we've been working on, like, it's... Like, there's a song we just did, like, last month. It's called Reconnected. And it's, mm -hmm. kind of, it's, like, about we're getting reconnected with our ways, getting re reconnected yeah. with the past. And, mm -hmm. like, also... Like putting our own twist on it. Like, yeah. Yeah. But still following the old ways. Like, this is how I make my art, and it's coming from my heart. I'm just trying to leave my mark because it let me out the dark. Cause I wasn't too far from falling off the ledge. Crazy thoughts up in my head. Look to my right and to my left. And I see the world falling all around me. My brain was getting 
I kept on doubting. I was thinking with my worth is trying to think of a purpose. I thought that I was worthless till it came to all these verses. And I finally seen the vision of the way I want to be living. These hard time camps on hit. So with like HGS, like, and also some odd, like, what have been some highlights of like collaborative creating with some of these people? Um, I think just this last album, me, uh, me and Stewie did uh, the come up. Uh, I think that was like the most streams we got on one album in the first week. I think we had like 700 something streams in the first week. Oh, word. And that was like the best we've ever done with the album we dropped. And um, with the Painted Pictures one, uh, me and Samad has been working on that one for at least a year and a half. Mm. Um, even though it was only like seven tracks, but yeah. like we kept on going back, like, oh no, we need to re record this first. Need to re-record this hook. Like I didn't like the way my delivery was like mm -hmm. this on that, and then, um, but yeah, uh, and even more projects that we're working on now that we're kind of letting these albums kind of sit with everybody, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna start bringing back another one. So yeah, and then the last HGS album we did was Future Past and Present, and uh, we did that album because HGS kind of came back together. Uh, two years ago, um, with me, Stewie G, Cisco, Curtis, and now Samad. Mm -hmm. um, but we we called it Future Past and Present because we were remaking some of the songs that uh, Savage Fam did a while back. Mm -hmm. and But we're also adding some newer stuff. So we're saying, like, we're bringing the future, like, with some newer artists. Mm -hmm. uh, we're bringing back the past with some of the some of the older tracks. Yeah, and then we made some original tracks, which is the present. So, oh, so okay. we call it future, past, and present. Just to I like that because because a lot of it on there was some we just added two verses on or something like that, mm -hmm. and it was an older song that uh, never got released through Savage Fam. So mm -hmm. we figured it might as well put it on the album. So we tried to get as many people as we could on that one, and it, it was a pretty good album. It's pretty crazy because like all of us live in different places, so yeah, we have to just be emailing each other and be like, <laughs> be like, oh wait, I didn't like that verse, so then I have to wait like another couple of days for them to record it and then send it back to me, and then I have to delete his verse, <laughs> then remix his vocals again, and like, but but it turned out it turned out really good though. That's dope. That's dope. You talking about painting pictures taking a long time, bro? I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Mm -hmm. I love painting pictures. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think. I think that's my favorite project that yeah. you made so far. I appreciate it. But will we ever see a new version of Go Get It? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what, what's crazy is that uh, I originally did that song, shoot, maybe that was even before. That, that's when I was, uh, we were pulling with the Jimmies with my dad's bro. canoe club. Like, I was young, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I was I, young. I think, I think you were on the youth crew when I was skipper. I was. Like, I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I originally did that song a while back, and then uh, me and Colin did the remix. Oh yeah. But the thing was, I didn't own that beat, so I couldn't post it anywhere else. Oh, I see. So what I did, I just took his vocals, and then I made a beat similar mm. around it, and then came to what Go Get It is now. And then, because my original idea for Go Get It was, uh, like I wanted to make a whole mixtape, like to mm -hmm. get people inspired to go like hit the gym or hit the water yeah, yeah. or something like that. So I had like different tracks, like go get it. And then I had that track, I love it. Uh, I had another like more motivational stuff. Mm. 
which I still never really finished. So maybe that's another project I can work on. But oh yeah. I closed the door to my pants. Yeah, I left it all behind. I need a little break so I can find a piece of mind. I got lost up on the road because I didn't read the signs. Now I'm starting all over with one thing in mind. It's myself. I should have did that from the start. I was battling what's on my mind and what's really in my heart. I was trying to be someone. I was trying to play the part until I looked in the mirror and I asked who you are. Like hitting the gym. You know, I see you be hitting the gym on Instagram. Yeah. Like you hit like that 355 deadlift. I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. As, as a CrossFit goer, what do you think are the best songs to, to work out to that you've made? That you've made? That I made? Uh, probably I love it for sure just because that one's made for crossfit talking about crossfit but we also made it too because um around that time is when uh like the guy that created crossfit um emails were coming up that he was like really racist and like, mm-hmm. sexist and um, yeah so people were really questioning crossfit and questioning why uh people of color are doing crossfit mm-hmm. and like what they don't understand is like the community that you build around like a CrossFit community. Like it doesn't matter if you're black, white, yellow, red, like mm-hmm. you're still going in there. You're bettering yourself every day. Yeah. And uh, what, what they always say at, I love it is like, we're making ourselves 1% better every day. And mm-hmm. uh, we made that track because, um, well, I made it a while ago, but I wanted to remake it. And I rewrote my whole verse, like on that whole topic, like yeah. pretty much saying like, like we all come together when we're in the gym. We're there for one purpose, and that's mm-hmm. for like stress relief. Yeah. Uh, some of them are there to compete, like professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, some are there just to like, like there's uh, some pregnant women there that are just trying to stay healthy during their pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, or trying to get ready for canoe season. Like, cause there's yeah. a lot of canoe pullers that go there. A whole lot of canoe yeah, pullers. yeah. I was about to cuss, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I was trying to hold myself back, too. I was like... <laughs> I don't want to offend the elders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how does how does CrossFit, like, support your mental health? Uh, a lot, because, um, like, I notice when I don't get to go, like, I, like, I don't know, like, I get kind of on edge almost, just because mm-hmm. um, I've been doing CrossFit now for at least eight nine years probably mm-hmm. and uh been going at least five days a week and um a lot of people think like with crossfit um like your joints are gonna go bad but it or like you're gonna get a lot of injuries but mm-hmm. it's really all on the coaches like and we and i love it has like the best coaches like yeah, if they do. like even if you have like a little injury they'll be like oh wait no you need to scale back like because mm-hmm. like uh what was crazy i just got back from albuquerque on sunday then I had some, like, pad thai. Then I got some food poisoning. And then I was super sick. And then I was going to go to the gym on Monday, but, like, it wasn't happening. I went back yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, yeah, your body's probably still not right. So you need to tone it down a little bit. Like, I know you want to lift a little heavier, but, like, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Because uh, your your body's still trying to, trying to fight off everything. So. Oh, yeah. Then they watch over stuff like with my mom, like with her arthritis and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad with uh, his Guillain-Barre. Because um, with my mom, like her arthritis, like when it's cold, like it'll really hit her knees yeah. or her ankles. Mm-hmm. And like they make a lot of scales for her. And that's mm-hmm. what keeps her 
keeps her going. Oh, and yeah. uh, same with my dad too. Like, and his like his lungs mainly. That's what gets my dad. But when they always ask him before uh, before a workout, like, "Oh, how's your lungs? How's your lungs today?" And he's like, "Oh, they feel okay." Then if they're not really feeling it, then yeah, he'll they'll tell him to scale it back a little bit. But it's cool. I get to work out with my parents. Um, a lot of people don't get that kind of experience to mm-hmm. have something to talk about. Yeah. Like, or experiences with them at different competitions. Mm. Oh, yeah. How has making music over the years supported your mental health? Uh, I think I think it uh, supported my mental health a lot. Just with uh, like I like to call it like lyrical, lyrical therapy, because um, mm. like you find like a smooth beat or something mm-hmm. that you can just you know write whatever's on your mind, put it on the paper, and uh, you know just kind of let it all release. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I forget there was somebody a while ago that 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 uh, came up to me and they're, um, they're like every song like just doesn't come out of nowhere like it's some uh, some expression that's in your head, or something, flowing in the wind or something like that and mm-hmm. like it's something that needs to get put out, um, like you may not know it at that time or something like sometimes you can make like a song that's really depressing or yeah something like that but it might connect with somebody on a different level. Um, so I think I wrote one called Painting My Soul a while ago. And I've had some people like, yeah, man, that's, that's a really good track. Like a lot of a lot of the ones like that, uh, people are like, yeah, I think you sleep on a lot of those kind of lyrical therapy tracks. Like, hmm. But even with making beats too, because it just takes your mind off of everything. Like mm-hmm. if like you're really stressed out, you can just, boom, put the headphones on. Yeah. Start making some beats. Then after you make the beat, you never know, might be inspired to record a full song or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, it really is an outlet, man. Yeah, it yeah, really it is. is. Mm-hmm. That's what I always say, too, in my lyrics. Like, if if I didn't find something else besides, like, exercise or something mm-hmm. like that, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really know where I'd be without music. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. This is it. Yeah, this right is here. It. Yep. This is it. Music mm-hmm. is it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's your life. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I always thought, like, to myself when I was a teenager, I was like, once I hit, if I hit 30 and I haven't made it nowhere, I was like, I'm just going to quit. But now that I've hit 30, I'm like, I don't think I'm really ever going to quit. Like, I'll always be making beats or I'll always be writing mm-hmm. some kind of songs. Like, Cisco from, he's like uh, the originator of HGS Savage Fam. He's yeah. in his 50s and he's still, he just hit the stage with me in Albuquerque, so... He's still doing his thing. He he keeps on saying he's gonna retire, but I'm like, no, you're not, bro. You, you, you said that last year. I'm like, <laughs> you said that last album. Yeah. And now you still hear spitting. And then he's like, oh no, bro, we need we're gonna step it up this year. And this and I was like, I thought you're gonna retire, bro. But <laughs> <laughs> he's still driven. He's yeah. still working. But he's now we working. we keep on telling him like, nah, bro, like music doesn't have an age. Like, nah. I mean, you see E40, Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. the whole uh, what's that? What's that group they that they made? Uh, 
uh, Mount Westmore, mm. Too Short, and all them. Like they're almost in what in their sixties, like, and they're still they're still pushing. Like, oh, damn, I didn't know about that. Yeah, you, you just you just told me about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they they dropped a whole album. Uh, I think it's Snoop Dogg, E Forty, Too Short, and Ice Cube. Oh holy, okay. Mount Westmore. Yeah, Mount Westmore. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Um, so for the audience, can you explain the name HGS Savage Fam? Yeah, so uh, HGS Savage Fam is a is an acronym. Um, so HGS is Higher Ground to Struggle, and uh, Savage Fam is uh, Standing Against Violent Adversaries and Genocidal Environments, and then the Fam part is Forever Always Movement. Oh wow! And uh, Stewie G, he just dropped an album called. Uh, FAM Forever Always Movement and uh, he kind of did some good explaining just kind of it's kind of like a lot of the people that we always meet and um, that's why we consider like everybody fam like mm-hmm. so that's what we mean like Forever Always Movement like like we're always going to be in this kind of movement seems like it because we're always fighting to exist mainly because mm. like I still see it on TikTok even today like people don't believe that natives are here still like for real and that's the crazy part so it's been years and years, but I think we're starting to make a mark now. So. Yeah, so, yeah, the, uh, Cisco and all them, they came up with that a long time ago, mm-hmm. and they call it the Code of Conduct. Like, when Savage Fan first started, like, we, like, made a commitment to um, everything we do is to better better our people in mm-hmm. some way, one way or another. Yeah. And then, like, with, with, the, with the logo, um, this one right here, uh, Cisco said that's his what this means right here is like we're the helping hand mm. so that's what that's why they put a hand in the middle instead of the old one used to be a record player oh okay but um he said they changed it because he's like we're the helping hand for the people so that's dope and Should i wore my shirt yeah <laughs> there's a lot of stuff i didn't know about it and like cisco keeps on schooling me up about about everything about savage fam and uh over the years like i just been like picking his brain about everything, mm-hmm. and now people, I guess, are considering me and Stewie kind of the newer version of Savage Fam. But mm. that's cool. But I still feel like I'm still the the youngster of it. But <laughs> but yeah. So you just got back from Albuquerque. Yeah. Saw you performing. Mm-hmm. What do you think is your like highlight performance? Like, what has been your favorite performance? Uh, probably. My first performance back at the Centralia one, because mm. uh, they did a big basketball tournament in Centralia, and um, it was cool because like I I was so nervous because it was my first performance in like almost ten years, mm. and um, when I got up there like I just kind of naturally let everything happen and then like I was trying to do crowd engagement and all that but it wasn't coming to me yeah but um. After maybe two or three tracks, uh, like all the kids just started coming up and like they were just hey, hey, 
hey, yeah. hey. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm starting to feel it now. And then <laughs> this one little kid come up and be like, oh, I love you. And like, <laughs> trying to shake my hand. And uh, yeah, it was cool because um, that kind of brought me back up. And mm-hmm. because I, like, I wasn't sh- sure what to expect with the performance because I was like, I haven't performed in almost over 10 years. And mm. so hitting the stage the first time, especially by myself. Because oh, yeah. um, I used to roll with Curtis, and I used to have at least two or three people with me yeah. to do my ad libs. So I had to really like concentrate on my breath and mm-hmm. like make sure. Because I I started to notice after two shows after that that I was like going too hard with my vocals, and mm-hmm. by the last song I'd be almost losing my voice, and it'd be all cracking. Like, mm-hmm. and I'd be on stage, and everybody's looking at me, and my voice is all cracking, and I'm like, <laughs> oh no, like. <laughs> I was like, no matter how much water I drink, it's not even helping. Like, <laughs> so I was like, I'm glad this is my last track. But, but yeah, uh, I think that one and uh, the other one we did was a Columbia College, and uh, Cisco invited me out to that one, and that was kind of like the HGS reunited again, mm-hmm. pretty much, mm-hmm. and uh, that was in his um, his area in uh, Tuolumne, California. Oh, okay. So that's home of the Miwok, the Miwok oh. people. Um, and uh, yeah, I got to meet a lot of people there and how they do stuff. And uh, everybody was like, I don't know, kind of teasing me because I was the smallest person there. <laughs> and every, like all those California natives are like, Bro, they're, they're huge. They're tall, yeah. They're tall. And then they, they like schooled me up with everything and like even the way they shake hands is different. So they had to explain to me like, oh yeah, when they come up to you, like they're going to grab your forearm instead of grabbing your hand so i guess that's how they do things out there mm. so i had to get used to that because i was used to do, like you know doing like the, out here yeah yeah doing some of that so i tried doing that with some of them and they were just like grabbing my my forearm all hard and i was like oh okay okay i'll, I'll get it straight this time like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but um it, it's, it's been cool uh kind of seeing different different native cultures because mm-hmm. I've never really ventured outside of the Northwest um, yeah. and got to see how they do stuff out there um, with the Miwok and the Pomo. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are only two I really know out there, but that's where uh, Cisco and Stewie are from. So. Oh, dope. We might, we might see them. We're going to be in Sacramento next week. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right around. I think that's two hours from Cisco. So. Oh, shoot. Thank you for listening to Young and Indigenous. This episode was produced by Haley Garrow, Ellie Smith, and Roy Alexander. Original music by Mark Nichols, Adam Lawrence, Keith Jefferson, and Roy Alexander. And a huge thank you to our funders, the Discern Foundation and the Whatcom Community Foundation. Yay Podcast is a part of Children of the Setting Sun Productions. We are a nonprofit based in Bellingham, Washington, on the ancestral homelands of the Nooksack and Lummi people. Hi, Shka, for listening. Bye. Bye.